Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts and here with my co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. And we are extremely excited about our unbelievable guest that we have today. This individual has played in the NFL for over 12 seasons. He is a four-time first-team NFL All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowl linebacker. He has over 100 wait, 138.5 sacks. I had to read that twice when I first saw that because I thought that was absolutely amazing. He is a Denver Broncos Super Bowl 50 champion. And last but not least, he is an NASM certified personal trainer and actually launched his own fitness app called Driven to Win. And that was in December of 2020. So I would like to welcome everyone or welcome Demarcus Ware to everyone on the show and uh, say thank you so much for being here. Ah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me on. Oh, goodness. I mean, I need to redo your intro. I was looking at all your stats and I couldn't decide which one. You are incredible <laughs> and we are so, so grateful to have you here. And I'm just going to get into um, some questions with you. If you don't mind me just jumping right on in. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, I am um, being a trainer, have also worked with multiple athletes in all different types of sports. So I know what it takes to get people game ready when when they're in season, out of season and trying to prepare, especially when they're coming off of injuries. And I know that you personally have had a number of surgeries. You know, I know you've had some issues with your arm and your back. So can you tell everyone a little bit about what you learned about your own body and your experience, especially when you were, you know, going through the grind of being a professional football player. You know, over the 12 years, um, I had 51 injuries. I had, just to name a few, four back surgeries, uh, two neck surgeries, two broken arms, you name it, I had it. But one thing that I really found out from all of the recovery and rehab is how much sleep you get. Like sleep is like the most important thing when you start thinking about, you know, lifting weights, recovering, but also if you have an injury, the same thing, how much sleep you get, because you're tearing your body up no matter what, what if you're rehabbing or if you're trying to, you know, build muscle. So no matter what recovery is everything. And um, it was a challenge. It's always a challenge with day-to-day -day schedules. And then you're trying to get your diet right, what you're putting into your body. So um, it's a I would say a true cycle, diet, recovering, meaning how much sleep you get, and then what are you actually doing to recover? What type of recovery program you have? Wow. So apparently you were with your trainers 24 seven. 24 seven. <laughs> I'm talking about, I went in at 6 a.m. I was done at 9 a.m. every single night. And a lot of people don't understand that is I had to practice before I even practiced. That mean, meaning that I had to go to rehab first and then go lift weights, have meetings all day, actually have two practices during that time, and then um, have rehab after work where I'm doing dry needling, massage, corrective exercises, you name it, I did it. Wow. Nice. Well, is having spent all that time with, with, the, with the trainers from the teams that you were with, and again, uh, you've had a long, illustrious career. I mean, for anybody to last even five years in the nfl is just amazing and for you to be a, a nine-time pro bowler and a super bowl champion i mean that's just a testament to all the hard work that you've dedicated to your body over the years so one of the things that you know now that you're on the other side of the coin you have your d to w 
uh, app, you're on the fitness side of things, you've been certified, you've gotten certified, went through the certification process yeah. through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I do have a follow-up question to all that, but how was that process for you now that you're on the other side of the equation when it comes to athletic performance? It was a total change because I had somebody teaching me on what I should, what my body should feel like, how I can break my body down, what I should eat. And I knew how to do it, but the difference is knowing how to explain it and being able to assess someone and explain it 40 different times if you have 40 different clients. And that's usually the challenge that you run into. And I did not know when I got into the fitness space, um, it was one of the biggest challenges for me because you have to create your own identity. And what I mean by that is everybody has their own culture. And what they do. There's so much information out there, but what information is going to resonate with you? And once you find that, you own it. And when you own it, people start believing in you, and then you start getting the clients that you want. But some people think that, hey, I need to go on Instagram and start just doing all kinds of exercises. What is your methodology? Why are you actually doing it? Um, and that's why I chose NASM. I chose NASM, and it's helped me out so much on what I knew how to do, but now I know how to explain it and I know how to assess. And that's the great part about it. And no matter what, you're always correct when you get that, that right information. That's pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> I love I'm gonna, it. I'm going to show that clip to every new trainer. I, I know. know. Well, you know, I follow up to, to Ken's question, you know, what do you, what do you find to be the most rewarding thing being an NASM certified trainer? I know working with, you know, different types of clientele, that's always rewarding within itself. But, you know, you had made a comment and something that I had seen online about that you couldn't really walk after you retired. Yeah. Yeah. And so can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on that? So my last year, um, I got a back infection. So I had to have two surgeries and then I herniated my disc and I had to have another surgery. And then right after that in February, so December, I had mm, two back surgeries and then I had one neck surgery in January. And I couldn't walk after that season. And I started thinking to myself, that's the reason why I retired. But I started thinking to myself, how do I recover and rehabilitate myself back to just feeling good? I, I, mean, I just wanted to get out of pain. And so I started learning MAT, muscle activation therapy, what functional movement screening was, what corrective exercise specialist is for NASM, but also started thinking about all of the intricate things of how to train. Are you in a stability phase, hypertrophy phase? Are you in the strength and power phases? You start figuring all these things out and you start saying, okay, I'm feeling better. And then um, just from that point when you're saying I couldn't walk, I wanted to give that sauce to everybody else. And that's why I created Driven to Win. Uh, having a computer science background, I started working with 3D models and augmented reality and motion capture. And I wanted to sort of put a trainer in your pocket, right? and using machine learning with AR kit with Apple. So it was really cool um, building that whole project. And now just being able to make my new locker room the weight room, which is really fun. I get to talk to people and help people out, not, not just from, from performing, but now um, them living healthier lives. Awesome. Awesome. Now that you've got, you've got D2W, that's, that's your, that's your main, deal right now. You've had your, your career as an NFL player, having reached the highest uh, of all accomplishments there and multiple times as a pro bowler. But 
as you have learned the NASM model, as you talked about, you know, you have stability, strength, and power, you know, all the things that go into programming somebody for athletic or just recreational or just wellness. And, and like you said, you just want to be out of pain. Mm-hmm. Now, because you've experienced, I guess, the ultimate with when it comes to what your body can go through, how much interaction do you have, if any, with, with NFL players now as far as getting them ready or keeping them in the field? Are you are you interacting with with football players that, that have done what you've done? Yeah, so I train about five guys um, every year in the offseason, and then I train them periodically during the bye weeks. So during the season, they have a week off. They will come down here. I will train sort of to freshen up everything. But my stuff is more position-specific work. If it's an outside mm-hmm. linebacker, cornerback, defensive end. So it's more about performance, about building their range of motion, and then being able to exert that power out there on the football field. Now, when I convert that to now just a client that I'm personal training, I ask them, what type of results do you want? Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to lean up? Are you trying to gain muscle? What do you want? Are you just trying to feel better from this workout? And that's one thing you always got to ask the client. What are, you, what are your goals? Put that down on paper because I've learned that a baseline is everything. When you start somewhere, you got somewhere where you can move from, from uh, just that point. And, uh, yeah, working with the athletes, I uh, still work with them in the offseason. Now, on the gym here also is 3-Volt Fitness and Trophy Club, and I have about 250 uh, clients there. So wow. that's the challenge. I just woke up at 4.15 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world of fitness. No, it, <laughs> yeah, it is work. That one it is yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, you thought playing in the NFL was hard. You know? <laughs> no I love it. Well, I'm going to actually change, um, kind of change the page a little bit, and I'm going to openly admit this, so don't laugh, but I'm a huge, huge Tennessee Vols fan, which okay. makes me an automatic Peyton Manning fan. No. Okay. Um, I, I love this man, and if my kid, I'm telling you, was a female, or, well, we didn't name him Peyton because my whole house and basement looks like that, just so you know, <laughs> I've got orange everywhere. Um, but, you know, with you being a part of the, you know, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50 is last season – you obviously played a huge role in this accomplishment. So can you kind of tell us about your experience? And then, you know, once you retired, kind of like reflecting back on that moment when you won. Um, I would take you to the game before the Super Bowl. And I remember playing against Tom Brady. And that was one of the biggest games of my career. And the first time me really making the playoffs. And once we made the playoffs, I, mem- I remember telling the team, uh, in that little meeting after the game, I got the game ball and um, I said, I'm going to be up at 6 a.m. in the morning. I told you guys, if you put me into the Super Bowl, we are not going to lose this game. And so I was up at 6 a.m. in the locker room waiting on all the guys. They thought that I was playing. And um, long story short, we end up going to San Francisco, Levi Stadium and winning that game. Um, you know, Peyton Manning was there. The lock- I mean, I'll take you back to the locker room a little bit, but usually in the locker room, there's guys playing, all their music is really loud. In just this one game, all the guys were quiet. And I thought to myself, we are ready. And everybody thought that we were going to lose that game, but I knew once we went out there, everybody was prepared, we were happy. And at the end of the game, everybody got to hoist that huge Super Bowl (laughs) trophy up, but I didn't touch it. I was like... I'm going to get a little time to myself. Maybe I'll, I'll you know, touch it a little later because I, I, I was just in my feelings, right? But then I went into the locker room, 
And the Super Bowl trophy was in my locker, all clean, all by myself. And I'm looking like, who put this in here? Like, who knew that I wanted to have a little long time with the trophy? And lo and behold, I grabbed that trophy. I mean, it's almost like I was grabbing it. I was like, I had a baby. <laughs> and I was like, and this was like my moment. And I got a tap on the shoulder and it was Peyton. And me and Peyton looked at each other with the eyes of like, man, we made it. Like we did this. I was a defensive guy. He was an offensive guy. And we, it was weird, but we hugged the trophy together, <laughs> you know, like with tears in our eyes saying, this is it. Right. I knew that this was his last year. I maybe had one more year and I tried it. And I beat my body up and then I retired after that. But I never really got an opportunity to enjoy all that time because when I played, I put my head down at the plow and I just wanted to work. I wanted to compete and be a gladiator in the stadium, the Coliseum. Right. Um, and once I was done, I created this room at my house that has all the Super Bowl trophies or, you know, the awards. And that's when I started reminiscing once I retired. Like, man, look at how much you've accomplished. Look at what you've done. You never really thought about what you did while you was doing it. But now you get an opportunity to live that over and over again. And it was like new to me. So that's like a really cool thing and a story I hadn't really told anyone. So, yeah, oh, I love Thanks it. Sharing with us. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> makes me all kinds of fuzzies coming my way. But um, <laughs> uh, well, to, to, to piggyback off of off of that again, you know, what what's what's next for you? I mean, you've got this you've got your clients, you've got your gym, you've got your app. You know, um, I know next year you're eligible yes. um, for one of the biggest, you know, honors ever in football, which I'm sure you will uh, make your way in pretty easily. But I mean, what's what's next for you? Um, I think, you know, with me, it's just motivating people. I did that for 12 years. I was a captain for 12 years in the NFL and I had an amazing platform with changing guys' lives and the people that I got to touch, making myself be second and making them feel first to create some monumental change. And now I got an even huger audience. And when you talking about, you know, putting that yellow jacket on, that means that you are the best at what you did. But now I'm going to have an even bigger platform on a different team with only about 300 guys in the history of football. And now I get to touch lives through fitness with this jacket on. Tell them that I was the best at what I did. But now I have an opportunity to sort of break people's bodies down and motivate them and them have that championship mentality to be healthy, to feel good. So I'm like right in my element. Like, I love exactly what I want to do. I'm, I'm a sponge when I'm in class, when I'm learning. And a lot of people have said, DeMarcus, why are you even doing it? I said, why not? Why not learn as much? Because the more you know, the more comfortable you are, the more comfortable your clients are with you because you know what you're talking about. It's not about any accolades or, you know, how much you did in football. It's about how can you change my life and how good are you with what you're doing? Nice. Awesome. You know what? I have I have one question to ask before we close up, but you kind of said some great nuggets right there those last 45 seconds, but you you've been a professional at the highest level. You're on the fitness side of things right now. Any words of advice or encouragement for trainers that have made the leap into fitness and helping people with their physical well-being? Um, I would say um 
the fitness space is very, very saturated, right? Um, I would say build your character and stop looking at characters. Stop looking at things that you think you want to be and ask yourself who and what you want to be. And when you own that, that's when you are going to become that person that people can believe in because you're going to start believing in yourself. But make sure you get the right information. I mean, there's so much information out there. I mean, that's why I just came here. I'm, I keep telling you guys I, I went to NASA because I felt like that was the best. So I went, I played the best in the NFL. So I want the best information so I can tear everything down. So for them, get the right information, build your character, own it, and you'll be successful. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, we can't, Mr. Marcus, we can't thank you enough for spending time with us today on the Random Fit Podcast. I know you're a very busy man and you got a lot going on. Thank you. App, gym, <laughs> coaching, all of that good stuff. So thank you so much. We we so very much appreciate you being here today on the Random Fit Podcast through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So for those of you guys listening, we just had a great interview with DeMarcus Ware, pro bowler, NFL uh, Super Bowl winner, and uh, couldn't have asked for a better way to start my day here on the West Coast. So thank you again, DeMarcus. So right, if you like you what you so just listened, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. And you you take care and you and you keep living that OPT model. So, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> just in closing. So again, uh, if you like what you listen to here at Random Random Fit, like, follow, subscribe, and comment. And we would love to to see you next time. So until next time, everybody. Again, we just had Demarcus Ware. Take care and be well. <laughs>